At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and among our affiliates, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This segment's for you, Baton Rouge. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Uh, let's bring him in. This is the first time on the show. I had uh, dinner with this gentleman, Bill Connolly and Ed Fang few years back over there at the Cosmo, and uh, silly me, I've never had him on the show, and I'm an idiot for that, but we're happy to have him on now. Uh, works at 24-7 Sports, also at CBS, and of course, he's the co-host of the Cover 3 podcast, documented 268 and 178 against the spread pre-flop in college football over the years. It's Bud Elliott. How you doing, Bud? Gil, doing well, man. Good, good to see you again. Good to see you, too. Listen, I, I know this will be the uh, thousandth time you get this question out of 2,000 probably today, but uh, Brian Kelly to LSU. That's awesome for LSU, isn't it? I, I think it is, right? So Brian Kelly is a really good football coach. Uh, Scott Woodward, the AD at LSU, his history is basically, I'm going to identify somebody who's extremely proven and overpay for that person and throw enough money at them to make them come to my school. It's what he did with the women's basketball hire, the baseball hire, uh, also getting Chris Peterson to Washington and, of course, Jimbo Fisher to A&M back when Woodward was the AD there at A&M. I think if you're Brian Kelly, and we said this on, on Cover 3, I wasn't sure he would take it, but you have to make a call to the guy and play on his ego and say, hey, have you taken Notre Dame as far as you can take them absent an elite-level quarterback, which you, looks like you probably had with Jakovic, who's now balling out at Boston College, but he didn't ball out for you there at Notre Dame. 
there are certain kids, and Gil, I do think this comes back to recruiting and Brian Kelly being 60 years old, you know, wanting to be able to win a national title. There are certain kids you just you can get into LSU academically and you can keep eligible academically at LSU. You just can't get in to Notre Dame. And it's not that you can't get any of them in, into the Irish, but you can get a lot more of them in to LSU. The window for Brian Kelly to win a national title, given that he's already that age, is closing. I think this is him saying, you know what? I don't want to play with any restrictions in recruiting. I want to go all out about getting a talented roster. Who knows how long Saban will be at Bama. Let me make a final run at it. Yeah, and who could blame him? I mean, you know, contract numbers aside, who could blame him for everything you just said, making that calculus? And by the way, shout out to you again on the Cover 3 podcast. You're being very humble about it, but you you guys were the only place to really associate Brian Kelly's name, or at least to tie those in. You didn't say that he would necessarily take it, as you said, but at least you said, you know, they got to make that call. And the call they made, in fact, uh, that's for sure. So uh, good on you for that. Let me just ask you about the fifth of the six college football rankings tonight. After everything that happened this past weekend, Oklahoma State gets by in Bedlam. Uh, Alabama really gets by in the Iron Bowl against Auburn. Uh, against Auburn. But uh, obviously, most importantly, Michigan dominates Ohio State. So what do you expect the order to be tonight? And then perhaps more importantly, what does that set up for Sunday with the sort of hypotheticals? So I I think it's going to set up a a lot of really interesting hypotheticals if if chalk doesn't hold. Uh, Tonight, I I think you will see Georgia 1, Michigan 2, probably still Alabama 3, because they, they can easily drop them out if they lose to Georgia, which I expect them to do. Uh, Cincinnati four, probably Oklahoma State, and then Notre Dame. In some order, I I really don't know exactly what they're going to do. But Gil, I feel like they have some easy outs here and not a whole lot of difficult calls uh, likely are going to be needed uh, to be made because it'll really come down to, to who wins and loses these games. Unless you have a weird scenario where you have a lot of upsets this weekend, and then are we weighing a two-loss Bama non-champ against you know, a, a one-loss Notre Dame or something like that, uh, which could be interesting, given how much respect the committee has given uh, a clearly somewhat down Alabama team. So there, there is the one hypothetical I want to ask you about, and you're alluding to it. So if Alabama loses to Georgia on a last-second field goal, just work with me here, bud. They lose, they lose on a last-second field goal in the SEC championship. Um... Cincinnati still wins their game. Let's say they win a close one against Houston. Um, But Oklahoma State wins. Michigan wins. Do you think Cincinnati gets ousted here or no chance? I I don't because Houston has been pretty good down the stretch, right? And I I suspect that the committee may find a way, you know, to get Houston fairly up there this weekend. Although it doesn't really have any incentive uh, to keep Houston in because they don't really have any real favoritism for the G5. It's almost like they're forced to rank Cincinnati this year due to the happenings around the sport. I, I'll i give credit to, to my co-host, Danny Cannell, who, who was all over the two-loss non-champ Bama, has a pretty good chance to get in thing a couple weeks ago. And I think if they had looked good down the stretch, he would have potentially been right on that. But I feel like they're, they're close games down the stretch here. A&M taking another loss, which as of now is the sole loss uh, for the Crimson Tide playing a 6-6 a six and six Auburn team uh, to four overtimes, I, I feel like they would keep Cincinnati in over two-loss Bama. Man, I hope so. Otherwise, heads are going to explode. But I, I have been a two-loss Bama truther myself. 
Uh, your point is well taken. Maybe if they've been playing better, that would be more likely. I still fall in the category of I will, <laughs> I will believe it when I see it, right? That is just what's sort of hanging over our heads with this, but should be fun uh, this weekend. Let's start with uh, Georgia and Alabama. By the way, we're talking to Bud Elliott. You can follow him on Twitter at Bud Elliott 3 That's the number three if you want to find out all that he does. Of course, you made your hay uh, doing the FSU blog so many years ago. Um, so that's how we came to know you in the first place for those who might be like, oh, where do I know Bud from? Georgia, Alabama. Georgia is a six-and-a-half-point favorite in the SEC championship what do you think about this number here? Georgia, obviously, people say, oh, they, what, they don't have anything to play for. Sure they do. They want to be the number one team. They don't want to fall into a worse seeding position. And they just want to beat Alabama, period, here, and, and make a statement. How do you feel about this number? I, I went ahead and played the six. Uh, I, I I don't think that the number should be you know 10 or anything like that, but I, I do think it should be north of a touchdown. I, I think the total is... a about right now it's a six and a half i'd probably still play six and a half uh i i made it 8.7 so um ultimately here i think alabama has the best set of receivers that georgia will have faced so far this year and and by by quite a a big margin um the issue is going to be to me will they have time to throw to them there are some guys who alabama is playing on its offensive line right now and i don't want to call a kid out and say he's terrible because he may end up being good down the line but Damian George at right tackle is not who I want in there blocking Georgia right now. Georgia has a historically good front seven at this point. Jermaine Johnson, uh, as you mentioned, FSU, is named the ACC Defensive Player of the Year by Pro Football Focus yesterday. He was not a starter and was a marginally a second stringer for Georgia's defense last year, and he transferred to FSU to get more playing time. He might be a top 20 pick. This Georgia front seven is pretty nuts, and well. Georgia's secondary is somewhat unproven. I'm not saying it's bad. It just hasn't been tested necessarily this year. Bama still has to find time to throw for these guys, and I'm not really sure that they will. And let me just harken back to the whole playoff ranking discussion one more time. Let's say Alabama wins this game. Um, Cincinnati wins. Oklahoma State wins. Oklahoma State or Notre Dame, they're not leapfrogging Cincinnati? I Definitely not Notre Dame. Uh, the if you look at Notre Dame's schedule down the stretch, a lot of the teams they played uh, didn't they didn't finish well. Virginia lost to Virginia Tech. Everybody down the stretch blew out Stanford. Uh, FSU finished five and seven. That was the opening game there for Notre Dame. There's a couple nice wins on Notre Dame's resume, but ultimately, I feel like they're they have better names than they do wins on that schedule. And for that reason, I think the committee would keep them out. Oklahoma State is an interesting case. Uh, Baylor's had a nice year. I I do think they would keep Cincinnati in over over Oklahoma State, and I've come around on this. But Oklahoma State is not necessarily one of those name brands uh, that I guess the conspiracy theorists out there would say the committee's going to show deference to, right? Do you love this about college football that it's not a meritocracy in the end, or does it bother you? It, it doesn't really bother me. I, I think every every sport has has issues. I I am an expansion guy because I feel like. We need to keep more people across the landscape of this country interested in the season for a longer period. Even if I don't really believe that there are 12 teams that can win a national title, and I definitely don't, fans want to lie to themselves all the time. And as a media <laughs> yes, member, I, I, I completely love that fans will lie to themselves about their team's chances. <laughs> are, are there really 12 teams in the NFL that can win a title? They, they what, 12 teams in a playoff? Come on. No way. So 
I want to keep these, the, the interest in these games going longer, uh, deeper into the season. So we don't have fan bases, especially you know everybody west of the Rocky Mountains in some years, that check out on Halloween. That, that, that's not great for our sport. All right, bud, we got 90 seconds here. Besides Georgia, who do you like this weekend? Favorite bets? Uh, I, I actually, actually played a couple. Uh, I played Baylor, Oklahoma State under. Uh, I played San Diego State, laid three and a half. I would lay five, five and a half there. Uh, fairly easy. Uh, I also played uh, Pitt, uh, minus one and a half, two and two and a half. Wake Forest defense is pretty damn bad. And Pitt has an explosive play problem on defense sometimes, but Wake Forest has a defensive problem almost every game. And uh, Pitt can really chuck the ball around, so I do like them as a favorite there. Yeah, Wake Forest is kind like- of a weird. Well, that's a favorite this weekend. Not as usually a little more, a little more to the dog side, I guess. You still play Pitt at three? Yeah, I would. Yeah, watching Wake Forest games. I'm not. It, sometimes you forget you're watching an actual, uh, real football game because it is really a track meet. Watching them go up and down the field and their defense, a sieve. That's for sure. Bud, appreciate it, man. Uh, good luck to all that you do. Hopefully we can have you back here sometime during bowl season and uh, heading towards the uh, semifinals and say hello to Stanko. That's my guy. Will do. See you, go. Bud Elliott, everybody. At Bud Elliott 3, that's the number 3. Again, 24-7 Sports, CBS Sports, the Cover 3 podcast. And he really, Jeff, he was the guy who was talking about how he's like, LSU should make a call to Brian Kelly. And maybe LSU was listening. They're like, we should call Brian Kelly. And they did. Uh, I have no problem with Brian Kelly going to LSU. Lincoln Riley would be crazy not to go to USC. Shuns the SEC in favor of the Pac-12. Goes from Norman to L.A. Why, are, why would people like be so myopic to give these guys guff? Yeah, you wouldn't take those deals? Please. We'll come back. Jeff and I on the NFL next. Numbers Game Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. 
Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. We got a new prop tracker now available on VSIN.com for you to keep up with the key NFL props. Head to VSIN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds on MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VSIN.com slash NFL. I'm smiling because every time I read the uh, prop tracker promo on, uh, on primetime that I do with Matt Brown and Kelly Billen. Matt immediately shouts in the background, <laughs> tracking props. It's a thing. Silly show. We have a ball. Uh, here's the deal. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. Uh, this is from Raymond Edmund. He's got two first names. Can we talk about Riverboat Ron not taking the three points at the end of the game? I sort of alluded to that earlier, Raymond Edmund, if I may say both of your names. Uh, earlier on the show, Joey Sly pulled a hamstring trying to run down the, uh, the blocked extra point, two-point score by Seattle. And so Washington was left with their punter, Tress Way, to do the kicking off. But apparently, a la Chris Boswell earlier in the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, when he was concussed, we saw that Presley Harvin couldn't kick field goals either, which is a bit of a new development in my football world, which is, it was kind of assumed that your punter would always be the de facto backup kicker on teams. Well, apparently these guys can't kick beyond a certain range. Tress Ways, they said his range was 30 to 35 yards. Even then, though, they didn't kick the field goal last night, right? Which was odd. Even then, they didn't kick the extra point after their previous touchdown. They went for two and, and converted it. Tress Way, by the way, in college, kicking field goals, or excuse me, kicking, yeah, kicking field goals, one of six. Now, he was good at extra points, but those were closer than the NFL version today. So that, that was Riverboat Ron. It wasn't so much that he was, he was a gambler last night. It's just that he convinced himself that Tress Way could not be reliable on any kind of kick, apparently. This is from Matt, Warrior013. Quarterbacks uh, not looking like themselves, because I mentioned that about Russell Wilson earlier. He said, Russ, Lamar, Baker, Matt Stafford, Mahomes, 
Josh Allen, what gives? Eh, most of those probably true. Matt Stafford, though, with, with multiple injuries. Baker Mayfield with multiple injuries. Baker Mayfield, you know how the comma comes after your name? Baker Mayfield is foot, groin, shoulder. Lamar with immune system absences. And Patrick Mahomes getting it together. I would agree with Josh Allen, though, as well. Josh Allen may be regression to what he was. Remember, Josh Allen was the guy we said out of Wyoming. We're like, well, you can't teach accuracy. And then apparently you could get taught accuracy. Jordan Palmer doing great work with him off the field. And now this year, not so much. Appreciate all the uh, tweets. This one is from uh, this one is from Truck. Truck1223, talking about our yes-no playoffs. What about Miami, yes, to make the playoffs? They could go 9-8, and eight, could go 4-1 and one down the stretch. Would need help, obviously, but possible. Not outlandish. They've gone from one and seven to five and seven. Outlandish. Okay. Jeff says it's outlandish, truck. Sorry. You're not allowed to make that bet anymore. This is from Scott, Mad Marine 77. Gil, do you think the committee would keep Notre Dame out of the playoffs if all the, chip, uh, if all the chips fell into place, knowing they won't have their head coach for the playoffs? It's a very interesting question. Because I am of the, listen, I'm of the college football conspiracy, cynical nation that says they'll do anything they possibly can to get Notre Dame into the into the playoffs. Brett Musburger was on the Megapod a couple weeks ago, and he said, I'm telling you, lad, plus 550 is a great bet. That's my brand. For Notre Dame to get in the playoffs. Todd had made that bet. But the, the Chip Kelly thing is interesting because I, I think there's some truth to that. Like, you don't think there's somebody on the committee who'd be like, well, I'd put Notre Dame in, but... It's kind of a bad look not having the coach around. I don't. I. I, I wouldn't put anything past the committee. Let's we're just, just. We're just talking to John Goulet yeah. off air. He was like, they can do whatever they want any, any week. There are no rules to what they can do. You don't think Notre Dame's going to be in it either way, though? I don't think they're going to get the help they need this week. What do you think about the scenarios I posed to Bud? Two scenarios: Alabama loses a close one, but they still keep them in as a two-loss. Bama. And if Oklahoma State wins. If, if Bama loses, they're out. I think the performance last week knocks them out, even if they lose a field goal game to Georgia. And if, look, if Alabama wins and Oklahoma State wins, Cincinnati's probably on the outside looking in. See, I think if Alabama loses by a field goal and Oklahoma State wins, I, I just think Cincinnati is still not nearly fait accompli. Gil, I, w- I will French. say, just to, uh, to tie back the betting, yeah, I do kind of think Oklahoma State is worth a bet at 14-1 to 1 to win the title. They were worth a bet at 50-1 to 1 last week. Yeah. Even at the sh- way shorter number, I think they're still worth a play. Because if you get a lead in a semifinal, you could still you know cash out, if you will. And Oklahoma State's got a defense where getting a lead isn't outlandish at all, to use your word. All right, NFL. We had guessing lines yesterday, week 13. It was a cavalcade of road favorites. And so I ask you, Mr. Parlay, what do you like best in the end? Because my, my reaction to the big favorites was I liked Indianapolis and Minnesota the best. Of all the games, really. You? Sunday night. I know the uh, Drew brought it up before. The, the, this is a big narrative bowl. Because Andy Reid, we know, is absolutely spectacular and Winning, covering the spread, everything off buys. Even though he has been worse since going to Kansas City than he was in Philadelphia, where he legitimately never lost off the buy. 
But 10 is a lot of points for that de- for 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 Kansas City having to lay against a defense that is quite good when they're playing well. And Bradley Chubb is back. They just made the Chargers look horrible. Now, I'm not saying Denver can go to Arrowhead and win the game, but if you're going to give me 10, I'll very gladly take 10 with Denver on Sunday night. Boy, there's a lot of narrative bowls. I thought you were going to go Monday night. I thought you were going to go Monday night when you said narrative bowl. How do you feel about the Patriots and the Bills? And uh, New England. New England's going to win the football game on Monday night. Oh, you, that's right. You have them. Yeah, yeah. Line. No, I I like New England outright. So I, it's about as adamant as I've ever heard you about anything. I, look, which means Buffalo by three touchdowns, right, probably. Buffalo's but roll. look, I, I Josh Allen last year played so far above his head that this regression, especially against good defenses this year, he hasn't quite turned back into the the guy he was in the first two years in the league where he was legitimately bad. But he is closer to quarterback 15 right now than he is to quarterback three like he was last year. I would agree with that. And New England, look, Belichick takes away your best option. You take Stephon Diggs out of this game, how is Buffalo moving the ball? Dawson Knox, baby. Joking. Um, What about Thursday night now? So no Mike McCarthy. We joked on guessing lines. Well, Dallas by seven now. But it's gone down to four and a half. Taysom Hill appears to be the starter. Is that is that the working definition of the Saints right now? He's getting all the first team reps. It's just a matter of that foot is right. By the way, we talk about these uh, college football coach contracts, and people are so amazed by these. I think you could justify those in some respects. The Taysom Hill contract with the Saints? The Saints just, it's just like, we got to keep ourselves some Taysom Hill. Oh, the rest of the league is going to want to grab him. Cowboys by five, though. They're four and a halfs all over the place now. This is down to four and a half. The Cowboys have appeared to have dodged a COVID outbreak, though, because yesterday it sounded like it was going to be much worse. You like this game either way? I don't want any part of this one. Just because I, if Simeon starts... Laying five feels pretty close to a gift. But the problem is, again, I don't know, as much as we rag on McCarthy, and properly so, I'm curious to see how the mechanics of coaching that game will work without McCarthy. Uh, again, I've seen about four different reports of who's actually going to be the lead guy. So This, this feels very in-gamey to me. Oh, 100%. This could be one. This could be very reminiscent of a college football game. Watch a drive or two. Yeah, where if New Orleans clearly can't move the ball, you're probably comfortable laying Dallas up to a pretty reasonable amount in this game, Gil. What about your Jets? Philly favored by a whopping 6.5 or 7 here. This is one of those where I think the Eagles would be significantly better off playing a fully healthy Gardner Minshew than a compromised Jalen Hurts. Because the only way Philly is, can even mess around in this game is if they play Hurts who can't move. Who was, he was struggling to move by the end of that giant game, of course, nursing the uh, the injury. If Minshew plays, I don't see how the Jets keep this close. But if a compromise hurts plays, this is an unbettable game for me. After seeing Seattle last night, I think I kind of want to lay the San Francisco. I, I think I want to lay the points with San Francisco. Don't mind that at all. Niners playing great, but Debo's not going to play, it looks but like. Debo's so not that is play. a big deal. And Debo is my, again, Debo and Cordero, my bizarro MVPs that will never get MVP that are really literal MVPs of their teams. That's an issue. 
but I still think they're good enough to cover that number against Seattle. Seattle has already beaten them this year, though. Uh, you see that last night? It was bad, Gil. DK was almost shut out. Although I will say again, Chase Young, without Chase Young and the undisciplined nature of Chase Young this year, Washington's defense might actually come up to what they should have been from the outset. We'll talk college basketball. Jim Root from Three Man Weave next. He's got some picks. We'll do that around the corner. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN holiday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, though. It is a limited-time offer. We will end it at a moment's notice. Maybe not that harshly. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate these. Uh, Sparty Party. New word for a Tuesday. Oh, he looked up myopic. Is myopic like a $5, five, five-star word that people don't know? Sorry about that. Uh, surgical strike bets. What was Bud Elliott's call on OK, on OK State versus Baylor was hard to hear if he picked a side or maybe he said the under. And Bud chimes in just to clarify. I played the under 49 and a half and 49 and would play it under all the way to 47. All of Bud Elliott's picks in the Visa newsletter. Yes, Jeffrey? Thumbs up, says Parlay. This is from uh, Ellsmooth Theory. Hope I'm pronouncing that all right. I think the reason uh, Washington didn't have the punter kick the field goals because the punters are usually the holders of the field goal kickers. They may not have anybody that's practiced holding for the punters. Let me just say this. If that's true, we are professional football organizations. You don't account for these contingency. They, like, you, don't, you don't have a contingency plan for this? Seriously. What are we doing? Am I wrong, Jeff? You're not wrong. I thought the main reason they didn't kick was because they were concerned of a kick getting blocked like it did earlier in the game. <laughs> Joey Sly extra point. You didn't even have to jump to block that. That was Chris Blewett's problem when he played. It's like you don't even the thing is going in the butts of the offensive lineman. And this from uh, this also from uh, Matt who said a uh, Warrior zero one three says in regards to the committee selecting Notre Dame. Check out the verbiage about players and coaches. This is the principles that the committee will select the teams using a process that distinguishes, among otherwise comparable teams, by considering, and I'll, I'll jump down to the bullet point that is relevant here, other relevant factors such as unavailability of key players and coaches that may have affected a team's performance during the season or likely will affect its postseason performance. It's in the statutes. Bylaws, statutes, what are those? You know what I'm talking about. Let's talk some college hoops, everybody. From Three Man Weave, where you can follow them on Twitter at 3MW underscore CBB. It's one of the Three Man Weave people. He's not the, uh, he's not the George Michael type, like Matt Cox, who threatens to go solo. He's all about the group. It's Jim Root, everybody. How you doing, Jim? I'm good. That's right. I'm team first. You know, name on the front of the jersey, not on the back, unlike Matt. Yeah, Matt's all about Matt. It's always like, I'm going solo. And he could yeah. walk that back a little. Let me just ask you about, uh, real quick, about... Gonzaga and Duke from this past weekend, and then Gonzaga last night. As we were watching the ridiculous ending of the Seattle-Washington NFL game, I got a text. Uh, Todd Wishneff, uh, obviously a regular guest on this show and, and Megapod co-host, uh, he was like, meanwhile, Gonzaga can't shake Tarleton State. Um, 
And they did. They finally did shake them. Only one by nine as 32.5-point favorites. But deep into the second half, this game was like a bucket separation between Gonzaga and Tarleton State. So those two games, what's your takeaway about the Zags? I, I think Gonzaga is still awesome. I think they're the second-best team in the country. I thought the performance against Duke was pretty impressive where they didn't play that well but hung with and took the lead late against a team that is probably you know another top three or five team in the country. The Tarleton thing, I'm a little less concerned. To contextualize it for people, Tarleton gave Michigan absolute a challenge in Ann Arbor too. Uh, they are like this weird cement mixer to play against where they dribble the ball for 20 seconds every possession before they even try to take a shot, and then they pressure you, so they try to get turnovers. So you can go like two minutes without a shot. If you turn it over twice in a row – they will grind out 90 seconds of offensive possession and you won't have taken a shot. So they're really tough to play against, especially in that weird letdown spot right after the the Duke neutral court game. So I'm not hitting any sort of panic button with Gonzaga. I, I think they're a top two team still, uh, and, and I think they're going to be just fine. There are Tarleton State also coached by Billy Gillespie, which might have come as a shock to many last night. I was like, yeah. oh, that's where Billy Gillespie ended up. Um, back to the Duke thing for a second. Gonzaga got in foul trouble early in that game. And... There is a bit of a conspiracy group, right, as, as things go, that say this is going to be the Duke thing all year. That in Coach K's final swan song here, his year-long farewell tour, that Duke's going to get the benefit of everything like that. Do you buy into that at all? And even if you do, from a handicapping perspective, it's not much you can do with that, is there? Yeah, not a ton. I I, I buy into it in the sense that like there is just a general respect for coach K from the officials. And I don't know if it's going to be something that they're conscious of and are trying to do. I, I don't buy it to that level of a conspiracy, but they probably will get some calls here and there, maybe in the tournament too. Uh, and it's also partially because they're an intensely physical team. Like they, we call it the get off the bus test. The, the, their whole team is just monstrous. Like they've got some strong dudes, some big physical guys that, that can, you know, just hound you defensively uh, and they're going to attack the rim with reckless abandon too. So they're just by nature of the style they play and, and the build of their roster, they're probably going to get some calls and, and lead in the foul count most of the time. And I'm kind of okay with that. I don't, I don't think it's going to be any sort of like massive tilt to them that we wouldn't normally see. Talking to Jim Root from three man weave, uh, Jim uh, broadcasting in front of a huge Mizzou flag part of uh, Jim and Jeff Parlay's uh, never-ending conspiracy to have Mizzou run over this show. Um, let, me just, <laughs> let me just ask you this before we get to your picks today, because I know you have a, a few picks. Um, and I think I asked this of, of Kai and Matt the last time they were on. But here we are. It's still the end of November. It's super-duper early. Give me a team or teams, plural. Give me a team or, or a couple teams that you have just in the short amount of college basketball we've seen misassessed or beginning to think you misassessed or, or maybe just didn't have on your radar pre-flop before the season started. And now you're like, Oh, this team might be something and might even be a tournament team. It might even make a run in the tournament, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great question. I'll, I'll start with Arizona, which is a team I liked preseason. I, I think more than the consensus. I was like, Hey, I, I think this could be a top 25 team, but now I think they're like top five, top 10, probably top 10 at this point. Uh, but Tommy Lloyd, the coach that came over from Gonzaga, has brought a much more up-tempo, freedom kind of style 
that has fit the players that Sean Miller had quite a bit better. The team's like really international. There's a bunch of foreign guys on there. And Lloyd is like he's been known as an international recruiter. So he's really connected with them, I think. Uh, they're huge. They're they're massive defensively. They're up to like 11th in Ken Palm's adjusted defensive efficiency. And they're running on offense, getting easy buckets. So I think Arizona uh, is terrific. And then Loyola Chicago, I'll say them as well. Uh, they, they didn't blow anybody away at the uh, the battle for Atlantis, but I thought there would be some come down without Porter Moser, without Cameron Crutwig. But they they look like a top 40 team once again. Uh, they, they brought back everybody besides the coach and the best player. Uh, and the defense has really stuck around. They're shooting more threes. There's a little bit more of a potent offensive game there where they can blow teams out, which they have done already this year. So that was a team I had kind of like dropped down to maybe even around top 50. And I think they're top 30 and going to threaten for an at-large once again. Okay, let's get to your picks. Uh, Jeff and I were just commenting off air about these uh, very non-sexy ACC Big Ten games uh, that we have in front of us here. Uh, but let's start with let's start with Minnesota and Pittsburgh. You have a play on this 603 rotation number here. Yep, that is Minnesota, the road team, the road favorite Minnesota. Certainly not a team I expected to back as a road favorite heading into this year. I, I thought this was going to be down year for the Gophers, but they've been really solid so far. I think Ben Johnson, their new coach, might actually have something here. Uh, they've got basically a collection of mid-major transfers, but they, they've been really good. They've meshed together well, and Pitt is a disaster. This is mostly about Pitt. Uh, they have they, they got blown out at home by Vandy. They got blown out at home by the Citadel. Uh, they've lost they lost another bye game. It's not coming to me who they lost to, but they've been really, really bad. They have, I think, two guards healthy and on the roster that aren't suspended. It's just been a disaster for them so far. So, yeah, Minnesota minus two and a half on the road. Uh, I like the Gophers there. All right, let's keep with the theme. Wake Forest and Northwestern, 626 rotation. Yeah, you, you can say these aren't sexy, but Gil, every game is sexy. Come on. In the right light, <laughs> you can look at it. Uh, yeah, I'm back in the home team in this one. This one, I'm on Wake Forest. Uh, I, I wasn't sold on Northwestern entering the year, and I'm, I'm still not quite sold on them. So I will take Wake Forest as the slight favorite here, minus one and a half. They've got more bodies, more athleticism this year under Steve Forbes. Uh, I think they get it done for the ACC at home. In the right light. So a, a silhouette of Northwestern Wake Forest, all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, look at that. It's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Looks it's great. all about lighting. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and then let's go to a uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific start. This is a Jackson State HBCU. Uh, Walter Payton went to what school, Jeff? Parlay? Jackson State. I just fed it to him. Jackson State Marquette. Uh, you like the dog here. You like the points. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't not give an extra board random sort of game here. Uh, th- this is mostly about Marquette, too. I, I think Marquette is great as an underdog. They're super feisty in hype home spots and, and even in their neutral court tournament. But as a big favorite laying points, they're 0-3 against the spread so far this year. I, I think that is going to be a theme for them. So Jackson State. All right. And the uh, the extra game rotation, 306047. But it's in the extra games. You should be able to find that. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it as always, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Gil. Jim Root from Three Man Weave at 3MW underscore CBB. You playing those, Jeff? I may, I may jump on those. Jeff is indifferent. He's not sure yet. Not committing. Let's talk college football. Pete Futak next. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on college hoops. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer in that game, 
you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy college basketball like never before with BetMGM all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the emperor who runs the empire that is collegefootballnews.com. He's Pete Futak. How you doing, Peter? I am ruling something at this moment. I'm doing all right. How you been? I'm, I'm doing very well. Pete, I just got a text from somebody. I don't know if he wants me to tell tell people who he is. But he uh, he's, he's a guy who holds a C.J. Stroud Heisman ticket. And here's his, yes. here's his text to me. He goes, I better not hear Futax say Bryce Young is the Heisman winner. LOL. What say you? I can't change the future. I can only see it. I, it's not my fault that he's got C.J. Stroud and they couldn't beat Michigan. Look, here's the C.J. Stroud's the one guy who's got a shot because everyone else has to stink. So, I mean, if Bryce Young is awful against Georgia and Georgia wins, he's not winning it. Who else you got? I mean, who else is out there at this point? So, Stroud, the other key thing for Stroud, though, is that there might be a whole bunch of guys who get the one vote, and Stroud's going to be just two on just about everyone else's ballot. So it's going to be a it's a bad Heisman race. There are no options unless Bryce Young goes off and Alabama beats Georgia. Then it's over. It really is a bad Heisman race as far as Heisman races Awful. go. Yeah, especially. Look, let me let me ask you this. Yeah, I get yelled at by my fellow college football uh, purists about this as a Heisman voter. It is the dumbest thing. I know they do this in the NFL, too. It's the dumbest thing that we vote on this before the bowl games. Yeah. Like, it's like taking a test and then missing, like, the last chapter of it. Like, it's – I think we should – it's based on the biggest games of the year. Like, last year, and I can still – I know it sounds crazy now, but I can still justify it by the numbers and everything else. I voted Kyle Trask, Najee Harris, and Mac Jones. Obviously, after the national championship, I vote Devontae Smith. Like, it's it's like we're missing the biggest chunk of this, and we all have to vote on it now after the end of uh, the games on Saturday night. Think, think about what you just said. So, so this this year, BetMGM, according to BetMGM numbers, Bryce Young is minus 200, C.J. Stroud plus 450, and then Kenny Pickett and everybody else, 16 to 1 or longer. Um, last year, just the names you just said, Devontae Smith, who won it, Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Trask, um, it's just unbelievable. Lord, yeah, I will take heat. I will take heat for my Kyle Trask pick. I own it. Like, look, but you know, after the fact, obviously everyone's going. But like at the time, he had numbers as better than Joe Burrow had in 2019, and what he did to carry the team. And I kind of thought all the Alabama guys were one thing. So I have an actual argument for this. There was no argument for Trevor Lawrence, and he ended up number two. So go figure how these Heisman guys are going to vote in this. Justin Fields also involved last year, of course. Yeah, this is uh, it, it did appear that it's that it's Bryce Young's to lose now in in a year where yeah it hasn't been that fabulous. That's but he's sure. going up against this epic yeah. Georgia defense. You never so know. It's not like like it's not like he's if he goes for four hundred against them, it's over and it's a landslide because there's just nobody else. You know, someone might take Jordan Davis. I mean, you're right. Kenny Pickett, if he goes crazy against Sam Hartman and uh, the ACC championship. The problem is 
no one's going to watch the ACC championship. No one's going to watch Desmond Ritter. Everyone's going to be watching the Big Ten championship. Everyone's going to be watching the national championship slash SEC championship. Like, they're not going to see these guys play. So it really is Bryce Young and everybody else. Before we get to your picks here on championship week, I, I am contractually obligated to ask you very briefly, though, a question about the uh, the college football coaching carousel. One sports sure. one sports talk radio question here, and I just I'll phrase it to you like this because you just mentioned you're all around your college football peeps. To the people who are outraged, right, that Lincoln Riley is leaving Oklahoma and going to USC, for instance, some people might be outraged that Brian Kelly is going to LSU. What what do you say to these people? Are they ridiculous? Yeah, of course. It depends on what you're outraged about. Because first of all, if you're Lincoln Riley, it's USC. Of it's course. Not like, it's the big – I don't know why you would want to go beat your head against the wall in the SEC. Dan Mullen, speaking of Florida, Dan Mullen last year at this time, they were still – I believe the timing's right, where they were still in the, the college football playoff hunt. I don't think they lost to LSU until December. So they were still in the college football playoff hunt. They had the epic performance against Alabama, that that all-timer of an Alabama team. Now he can't coach and is gone. Ed Ordren, with arguably the greatest season in the history of college football, two years later, gone. You know, Jimbo Fisher, last year, they came this close to getting the college football playoff. Now he apparently can't coach. Like, who wants that? Lincoln Riley going to USC. You can own the Pac-12 South, and it's USC. You can win national championships there and you're living in Los Angeles as opposed to, let's Baton Rouge, not yeah. that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Brian Kelly going to LSU, okay, I kind of get it, you know, but, you know, he was great at Notre Dame. He was looking for a change, looking for something different. Okay, I actually don't know, I should know this, whether or not he's actually leaving if uh, they get into the college football playoff, if he's still going to coach or not. I don't know if he's actually just gone, gone yet. I'll, I'll know later. But, uh, look, you know, these guys are moving to – you know, the gigs that uh, they want to get to, everyone lets keep on moving. And, you know, if you're Notre Dame, if you're Oklahoma, you know, Mac Brown actually put it best to me once when they lost. I think it was Will Muschamp as defensive coordinator. It's like, we're Texas. We're going to find another great defensive coordinator. Well, they didn't, but uh, <laughs> Oklahoma's going to find another great head coach. Uh, Notre Dame's going to find another great head coach. They're going to be okay. All right, let's start. Georgia-Alabama SEC Championship. Georgia favored by six and a half. I hate this game. There is a large part of me that thinks that, okay, it's it kind of equated to one of those NBA teams that kind of gets through the season and it gets the fifth seed. Then, okay, now, now it's on. Now they start playing. I kind of sense that Alabama got through this. And you can kind of see the relief on Nick Saban's face. It's like, okay, now we're the underdog. Now it's on. All the pressure's on Georgia. I kind of like Alabama in this, even outright. I just sort of wow. think that – you, you can't. It, maybe it's just it's ingrained in my head. You, they didn't kill the zombie. You didn't like you had them. It was over. Auburn had them dead. They were on the three yard line. You didn't kill it. You kept this thing alive. They got the guys. They've got the talent. They've got the NFL, you know, skill to get there. And my other trepidation here is, who is Georgia really beaten? I mean, they got the great win over Arkansas. And that's kind of it. They didn't play Bama. They didn't play a and They didn't play Ole Miss. They didn't play a lot of the rock stars from the West. They've been great. That defense is awesome. But I still think we got a Stetson Bennett three-interception game in there somewhere coming. He's still the quarterback, not JT Daniels. I'm kind of sheepishly going with Alabama in this, maybe even outright. All right. Utah smashed the Ducks. 
when they played the other week. Why shouldn't I lay the three with the Utes here? Love Oregon because it's the narrative. It's how it works. Oregon loses that November game. They go on to get to the Pac-12 championship, win Pac-12 championship, go on, beat random Big Ten team Rose Bowl. That's how this narrative works. I'm going to self-fulfill and prophesy this and just say I'm sticking with my original call. Oregon, all the way. I, this has been my call for months that this is going to play out exactly like this. I can't get off of it. Now Oregon wins this game. All right, that's Friday night, Pac-12 championship. Uh, Saturday morning, Big 12, OK State, five-point favorites against Baylor. Uh, still staying with my narrative. I've th- I thought Oklahoma for the last several weeks is going to make the college football playoff, and it's playing out exactly like that. doesn't hurt that. Baylor's got an iffy quarterback situation. Oklahoma State's defense going to rise back up after a, a little bit of a rough day against Oklahoma. They got past the the real – they were down. They were knocked out until the fumble punt. Uh, they got out of that live, I think, kind of like Alabama got out. Uh, I think Oklahoma State got out of the Oklahoma game. Now I think they roll. They win. They cover. They go to the college football playoff as a three seed. And your favorite single bet this weekend would be? I Oregon, I'm staying with it. I like this. I just look the thing about conference championships until proven otherwise in the college football playoff era, they're extremely chalky. The favorites have been rolling for the most part, and there aren't really that any big spreads other than the Big Ten championship game. Michigan, 10 and a half, that's a lot to give away, but I still kind of like it. So again, we still haven't had that monster upset in the in one of these college uh, conference championships in the college football playoff era. Oregon's not a monster upset over Utah. I still like Oregon in this, and I like Oklahoma State in this as well. All right, uh, 30 seconds. I leave you with this final question, and I just require a yes-no answer to this. When all is said and done, we have the fifth version of the college football rankings tonight, but when all is said and done with the sixth on Sunday morning, will Cincinnati be in the playoff or not? I will say yes, but I'll actually add to it, not yes or no. Obviously, it depends on Alabama, but yes, they will be in the college football playoff. Okay. Didn't follow the rules, but we got the gist of it. Thank you. Pete Futon. I can't follow your rules, Gil. <laughs> I can't be held by your rules. My you rules. Me. What about the, uh, the network rules where we got to go? Got to run, Pete. Thank you, brother. Pete Futag, at Pete, F-I-U-T-A-K on Twitter. Enjoy Lombardi Line next from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.